first of all, I got an upgrade uh, today where the, the, the Model B um, is going to get a quad-core processor and, a, a, and I think double the RAM that it had before. So one, it's going to be a little more powerful for what it is. And also the big announcement that Windows 10 is going to be coming into this thing. It's going to be a free version of Windows 10 for Raspberry Pi. So it's going to be like the Atom version. I, I presume this is going to be similar to what we see on the um, uh, Surface RTs of the past that, that Chilla you've had in here. Um, so it's probably going to be like modern apps or something like that. Uh, but still, like the idea that for 35 bucks, more or less, you're going to be able to have a Windows computer coming up. I think it's going to run the... They're, they're touting a skew for Windows Internet of Things, which is kind of like a downtrim skew of... Mm -hmm the windows with bing um skew but they're joking on windows <laughs> weekly we're gonna get a windows 10 with bing option here bing. I, I think the big thing is to to hit the windows crowd the giga ram you're, you're you were talking about the double the ram mm -hmm. um the device i would say is probably a, for you were you were kind of given the hand size it, it looks to be a little bit bigger than a deck of cards right for you i haven't seen ports, one in person yet yeah, I, I saw an older version of, I saw the A one, and a buddy of mine actually built an entire sound solution, because there's an audio jack on it, mm -hmm. and they have Wi-Fi, I think, built into it? Wi-Fi is built in, I think it has an <clears throat> Ethernet port as so, well. Uh, I'm trying to pull out the pictures from my story before, unfortunately, it's not happening So right he now. has all of these hooked up to speakers all over his house, including... Um, it is in, like behind his hot tub, and he actually can control the sound all over the house with a small little app he made. He's he's way too geeky, but the small Jeez. little app he made into a whole different level here. <laughs> well, imagine imagine Sonos, but instead of the speakers costing two three hundred dollars a piece, you could reuse any speakers you have in your house and this thirty five dollar little piece of equipment. Um, I, I, I wonder if we're gonna if this is the beginning of the Windows is gonna make a comeback because it's gonna run on every dongle and stick that you can buy, or or this deck of card size device. Mm -hmm. um, to your point, I mean, we talked about the the um, Intel device that's just in the the almost like the Chromecast form factor mm -hmm. at the $175 price point. Now you have that price point down to 35. It's on. Yeah. This kind of killed that idea. And yeah. it, it's going to be a little more to it. Like to me, uh, and I, you know, this was kind of, you know, some conversation I had on the, the tech sec video today um, was, you know, well, I, I, I'm kind of wondering, can, can, you know, am I going to be able to get Skype on this? Am I going to get Google, Google Hangout? But it's going to have to be an arm modern version of both of those Skype, at least we know is in there. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll have to convert back to Skype for some of these things. And, and my idea of what could I, I could, I could do with this. And, and we looked, we kind of investigated this earlier about, can we get a Skype on Raspberry Pi? And there was some Linux kind of modifications for something like that. But what I'm thinking about, if I can get decent Linux on there, that'll run like, can't you get Ubuntu on it or something like that? I'm Oh, uh, yeah, you can definitely load up on I can it. do Google Hangouts there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got a, a video out, so a little bit of fandangling here in the studio. Like, I could get something. But even that, like, media server, uh, Basic Sickness uh, does the theme for our uh, wrestling shows. I was talking with him on Twitter today, and he was just like, dude, media center. I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, a media computer. Just hook up to the back of your TV, you know? Think about, like, how people are buying Apple TVs. 
clinging that, like velcroing that thing to the back of their HDTV mm-hmm. that they're hanging on the wall, and now that's just attached them to everything else. You know, I mean, granted, these when you get these things, I finally got the pictures. Sorry, this is taking forever to load. Um, I, you, you know, you get this thing, and it's a bare computer. You're going to have to do something else with this. It's a bare. Th- this computer is one circuit board with all this stuff attached. Uh, what it's saying, it's running an SD card, so. If you're gonna have media. I mean, it's I gonna be that, a hard drive attached, but still. I thought they came in a 256 and 512 meg onboard, and then everything else was expandable. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's this one uses using micro SD. I think the old one used SD. Mm-hmm. But think about, it, I mean, you throw a 64 gig card in there, and you got plenty of onboard space. Mm-hmm for for a plenty of media and, and anything I for anyone who travels think about taking this with you and just plugging it into the TV at the hotel mm-hmm. and and you have I'm sure I, I've heard of people having like infrared controllers for them and stuff like that that are USB I love, based. I love the bulkiest thing on there is the Ethernet port. Uh-huh. Like, like that's the <laughs> thing that's like, man, that takes up a lot of space on there, you know? Like if it went Wi-Fi only, but you, you can't have just Wi-Fi only. You're, you have to have some kind of connection as a backup. What? But I would think that the so my argument to that would be so you could put in two USB ports for the size of the the ethernet port so we get six usbs put, put six usbs on there and yeah. let someone use a usb to ethernet connector mm-hmm. i mean why not hey it works for apple right yeah <laughs> i as i'm sitting here with a macbook that has a dongle for so i can get ethernet down <laughs> here so we can do do streaming and stuff um it, keep losing it every week because i just leave it down here now i have such a dongle problem <laughs> Anyways, you lost your dongle I, hashtag dongle problem yes exactly um but no i'm excited about this i think it's going to be really um i want to say accessible this isn't something you're going to buy your grandma and, and, and be like look you have windows for like nothing you know i mean it's 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 a hacker kind of thing oh it's, definitely, it's, a, it's a tweaker kind of thing yeah and, and this thing was made to be a nice cheap computer that like schools can buy in bulk and be able to start teaching programming you know, um, I mean, it was very like I think they have they have a version of their own kind of Linux OS for this, I believe, like a Pi OS or, or something. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's plenty of modifications for different mm-hmm. kinds that you can put on here. Like we mentioned, uh, Ubuntu, uh, stuff like that. Uh, it's a very, very undersized, overpowered kind of thing from from the sounds of it. So, I mean, you're not going to be playing, you know, uh, 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 video games on this thing. You're not going to be playing Bioshock on this thing. But I mean, you're going to get some computing done. But you know what? I'm. Sh- I'd wonder how how bad would the um, Xbox, the the Windows 10 Xbox streaming mm-hmm. work, or a Steam, or some kind of streaming service? I mean, I know a buddy of mine's running the Nvidia Shield. I mean, who it's says not- it can't be a, a video game machine, but it's just streaming its source content from somewhere else? Right. And how much how much of that device is like, well, it's a screen and a controller and all that. It's mm-hmm. not just the computing power that's 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 you know sized down, you know. So, um, but either way, I, I think it's gonna be fun and, and see see what that's gonna be like. I'm when Windows 10 comes out, I'm gonna be looking at this, gonna be looking at Hololens. I'm gonna see, you know, hey, what, what can we do with this stuff, you know? And actually, with this with this uh more powerful version that just came out raspberry pi i'm i'm thinking just you know throw ubuntu on it see what we can do with it now you know for a little mm-hmm. bit of experimentation that's like I'm, I'm looking at getting our webcam i'm like that's the same price as <laughs> the ones we're using in here you know um well, Nate, i'll tell you what if you check out amazon too and, and there's a bunch of different sites i think even people on etsy make 
enclosures for the thing. They do. They so do. there and there's so many cool looking ones that are that are retro. I've seen ones that look like old Nintendo cartridges. I've seen seen all kinds of different well, actually, Pi cases. If so. I can jump ahead in our notes here, guys, I I, I kind of want to stay on the Raspberry Pi uh, kind of idea. Katie, your brother actually uh, responded to the video I put up today about this, and uh, he says one of the things you can do with Raspberry Pi. He gives me a link here. Uh, just a note: this is a local Yinzer, Ryan Bates, and he was featured on LGR, which is a uh, looks like a video game series on YouTube. Uh, so he's taken. Uh, it looks like he's taken Raspberry Pis here, and he's making like mini arcade cabinets so you can run, uh, you know, you can run your games. You know, some some sweet little like tabletop ones like we've seen, you know, little ones that, that, that you stick an iPad in these days. Right. Um, but that's mostly always. And there, there's the Raspberry Pis. He's doing whatever modification uh, to get that on there. It looks like he's adding another board to it. Um, probably probably an interface for RPI arcade button shield. So that, that's actually the button interface uh, for the controllers mm -hmm. we're seeing there in this picture. Um, and that's it. You know, <laughs> it's just interfaces. Um, I wonder what he's using for a monitor. So you actually like buy a full kit. It's a nine-inch LCD. You buy a full kit and uh, and you put it together, and that's it. There's all the pieces right there. You know, uh, that's cool. That's real cool. I mean, I, I I used to investigate MAME cabinets. You know, mm -hmm. like what does it take to make my own cabinet? Like I, for a while, I would sit there with my dad, you know, saying, "Okay, can we really build this?" You know, you know, and and and, and getting the plywood and 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 cutting it out. I just not. I'm not handy enough to get into that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Um, but oh, uh, I want one of these. I know I kind of want one too now. <laughs> so you know, I have a little desktop. Uh, 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 I imagine it's just running Mame on, on on Linux or something like that too. So uh, well, and that's where I I think if you look at like the all the different, um, because Mame's primarily the arcade game emulator, right? Right. So there's the then you have like the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo and all kinds of different stuff. Well, heck, you can do those on a browser on the uh, Internet Archive now. Right. So. so I mean, you could when you think about a quad core 900 megahertz. Is that right? Is it 900 megahertz? Get my gigahertz and megahertz is cross. Hmm. But but anyway, the speed there. I mean, you're running way faster than the PS One was. And right. When you think about all those older or um video game consoles think of think of a the the av the maximum average game on a playstation one was probably 600 meg based on the fact that it used a cd-rom mm -hmm. and you so so you start there and then work your way backwards i mean you're talking you could probably on a 64 gig sd card you could have every game from every game system from the PlayStation One and back. This, this, the the phone, the iPhone. <laughs> how many times I'm astonished when I'm playing a game, um, that's at least PS2. You know how many of those things that they ported? Mm -hmm. uh, Grand Theft Auto Three through San Andreas are in these things and look better on my phone. Ridiculous, um, and, and that's what's happening here. Like you don't you don't need that much hardware for these kinds. Is of there? Things. Does the Raspberry Pi have Bluetooth? I'm guessing not. Mm. I mean, it's a Broadcom chipset. I can't find like a real good. Cross actually sent me one, and it's on my work computer. The spec sheet. Um, 
Uh, but anyways, thanks, uh, Patrick Dudas for what's his Twitter? Is it P P Dudders? P Dudders on the Twitters. If you want to go hit him up, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, uh, sharing that with us. And that's a, that's a Pittsburgher. Oh, and you can check that out at RetroBuiltGames.com uh, for those kits and and everything else he's offering over there. So real awesome. So Chilla, can we talk about your thing now? We can talk about my thing. Okay. My thing's not as cool as your thing. Okay. So um, my thing is actually an app, and it's called ScreenFlow. And I didn't even realize, so Telestream makes ScreenFlow, and which they make is Wirecast. They make Wirecast. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Telestream. <laughs> um, one of the big things I've used ScreenFlow for in the past, in past versions, is either, and it, its primary thing is taking screencasting and doing video um, work directly from your screen. Um, I've primarily used it to record like a, an iPad or, or something like that. Well, I think they realized, obviously, the people, the number of people that were using it to record iOS and different mobile device screens. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they added in a ton of plugins. Well, I don't even think they're plugins. A bunch of, like, tweening. So you can actually mimic, like, with two red dots on the screen, you can mimic pinch to zoom in your video. Because one of the one of the issues you that I've had is I've created I've created video for work and the the one main video I've created for work shows an iPhone screen and imagine like your your phone menu down at the bottom where you have dial pad contacts and everything like that and you have to drag across the bottom of the screen try try talking someone through the fact that you have to drag something on the phone that doesn't look like it is draggable and to me it's, it has a lot to do with poor ui design but that's the big thing for me so you can you can kind of create the effect of two red dots android solves this problem by putting on a developer mode and actually putting white dots where your finger is tapping um but this is almost like a screen casting half screen casting half iMovie because mm -hmm. they have a lot of different effects the some of the stuff you're showing right now um, you can actually embed your yourself in the corner um, it, it does come in at a $99 price point but for everything I've seen it do it's 110% worth it um, I can't recommend the product. So this is a, if I need to do some like light video editing, this is the way to go. Well, like, not only it's the light video editing, but it allows you to re record your your entire screen. Right, right. Associated audio and webcam. Okay. So if you wanted to do your own podcast and do yourself down in the corner in a small frame and all of your desktop screen behind you and just do just review stuff um that would be completely possible huh. and, and they're going over some of the tablet stuff now yeah this I, i'm um, looking at this and you know i'm wondering if there's any correlation with this because i think the new wirecast uh they just upgraded i think version of six uh there i think we're on five here um and we needed to upgrade because of uh the versions like they weren't going to support the version of mac that we were using we're, of course on windows now i'd rather be on that most recent one um they were doing a lot with connecting with iPhones like I think you can stream maybe from an iPhone there and they have Twitter Twitter integration it's not enough for me to justify the upgrade just yet uh, with what we do um, but but I think that's their 
like I think there's a general telestream is reaching out to all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you go to the main page there from the link and you, in in the center where it has the bar screen flow, what's new features? If you go to features and scroll down, um, the record everything section, the third one down, new iOS recordings. The one of the things is touch callouts that they talk about in there. So that video actually shows where you can pick you can pick your desktop, you can pick your video, you can you can actually record the screen right from your iPhone and then it shows the red dots and the pinch to zoom kind of panel. Um, do, do, do. Is it, I see iOS I'm having a hard time reading it from okay. here. Okay. And see the call out section? Oh, okay, I see. So click click on that call outs and, and kind of let that video play through. And that's where I'm talking about where once you get past their intro, the ability to show someone where you're tapping, right? It, it to me is is invaluable for showing demos and where I think this is really going to come to to play. They they actually or are we going to see this get what we call Sherlocked and and Apple is going to take it and incorporate it. I, I'm amazed that something like this isn't already in Apple development tools. Because because one of the things is that Apple added the ability to put video in the App Store to, to show off your app. Right. And you can do, and na- so to, to help with that, they gave you in QuickTime for free, mm-hmm. they gave you the ability to record the screen right. tethered. Now right. this goes above and beyond that. It says, okay... Not only do we do a screen recording, but we can add you and we can add where you're tapping and we can add all this other information. Um, I just think it, for any kind of tutorial, any kind of you're trying to show somebody something and they're just this not is, grasping it. Like not just that, like I, I am seriously considering recommending this for people that would need a little more serious than iMovie editor. Right. You know, like it's it, that looks it looks like a pretty nice uh, interface for, for something like that. So, um, awesome. Uh, Telestream.net slash ScreenFlow, I think, is your starting point here, but uh, generally Telestream.net. And also, that's where we have Wirecast, which is a software we use here for what we're doing, the switches and the graphics and and this thing and and that thing and this desktop presenter and everything. Um, A lot of really cool products over there. Flip for Mac. If you've ever been sent a WMV, that's you (laughs) were like, why the hell can't I play this on my Mac? You're familiar with these guys. Um, so yeah, but geez, we've been downloading that for years on the old, uh, because everything was W. Oh, we had to convert to WMV on Macs so they could use them in the plants. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day, because that's what they were doing. <laughs> we just, hey, I was still, de- I was still developing CD-ROMs on Windows 98 machines in 2010. Huh? I think it was still Windows 98 when I left in 2011. Um, anyways, Nutters, what do you got this week? First of all, hi, Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I have something fun and exciting. Um, I'm not sure. I was not familiar with this at all. Um, there is a Lego renting company. Um, it's like a share play um, out in California. It's called Play, P-L-E-Y. And uh, what they're doing now is a play world where you take, well, essentially, let me explain play first. Um, you can rent essentially whole lego kits including some of the architecture kits um they they take them and you it's like a, i think it's 9.99 a month and you rent this kit for a month and then you send it back and then they sanitize it and then you can rent another kit so every month oh. it's so it's it's a very cool lego sharing system because so, uh, there's a lot of times where you want to buy a set but then what do you do with it when you're done especially you know when you're our age what you has <laughs> this been um did we talk about this before like i feel like there was something like this but it wasn't just 
Legos? Like it was a general toys one. Yeah, or there was, was this. There was a different one before. Okay, so this is just Legos. This is just Legos. Okay. And now they've developed this thing called Play World, where you can take your own Lego designs, upload a photo, and if you get five thousand votes uh, likes on it, uh, they'll create this one for you, and other people will be able to to make the same set. They'll they'll come up. They'll make the kit with the uh, Legos and uh, um, like a step by step instruction book. It's for your own designs. Hmm. So there's a whole bunch of different designs on there. Uh, so you can kind of be a master builder with logo, Legos without having to actually be a master builder, which is really, really cool. And um, I guess that's really a fun set. Play makes and rents your design. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like it seems very uh, Lego maker. They're very community. they're very friendly with Lego. Mm -hmm. Play is very. Uh, they don't have any sort of thing to do with Lego, but Lego and them are very friendly, and they kind of like the idea. And then plus, you figure Lego probably gets a lot of ideas off this too. Yeah. I mean, you have a whole board essentially of all these ideas that they may not have thought of. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in that play world. It's like open sourcing Legos. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So that's play. So how many? So it's it's ten bucks a month. Mm -hmm. How many? times can i ship back and forth throughout the month? So like netflix so you can do it as like much netflix, as you want you can yeah. do it as much as mm -hmm. you want <sighs> i mean if you look at the kits there's like 250 sets there's some serious with the millennium falcon yeah because what do you i mean but you're like you, you get it you build it and you send it back right mm -hmm. like that's the general idea mm -hmm. it's interesting well the interesting thing is you really want to play it lost a piece we won't charge so off of every kit, take one piece and then <laughs> ship it back. And you can have your own whole Lego world. They have Psylocke from the X-Men. Wow. Because they have a percent. They figure out a percentage of each There's a DeLorean? Yeah. yeah so there's some of the architecture ones, too. Those. This is crazy. Viper class defender. The, this is This is some... Yeah, these are uh, Sorg's looking at all the ones that people there's have sent a, There's in, an submitted. Annie. There's a little orphan Annie one. Mm -hmm. You can submit pretty much anything to this. And they did a real cool thing if you went to, uh, on the, I think it was on my play, uh, for Groundhog's Day. They made a little stop motion groundhog out of Lego that popped up from the ground and saw a shadow. Oh, their page is like a completely a Pinterest page and it's just going to go forever. Uh -huh. There's a blender! Yeah. <laughs> there's a KitchenAid branded blender in this thing. Is it Wi-Fi enabled? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little bit of Mindstorm in there, right? Is there Mindstorm in this? I didn't see it. Well, I, I had to stop myself. <laughs> you kind of have to, right? Because <laughs> it just it keeps going, and it's awesome. So, so, so wow. You, your dream is to be a Lego master builder, and you just can't quite swing it. That's awesome. Because, I mean, that's here. always been the worry for me. You know, we, we, we had this conversation about how, you know, you get the set. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can't you can't like even this is you're getting the set. And you get to put together the set. You get to follow the instructions. Mm -hmm. But I love that they're like, well, what can you make? You know, mm -hmm. and um, that's, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, so that's that's playworld.com. P-L-E-Y. World.com. And of course, the general service is so. So play.com is just the service and the play world is the. Uh, oh, this is what everybody's made. Yeah, the play world is, okay. the, is what people have made. Oh, I thought this. I, th I thought I was looking at the catalog no. of things. I'm, I'm confusing the sites now. No, the uh, the play one, uh, P L E Y. Yeah, that's the one with all the site, the different. I mean, there's Star Wars branded. So this is where I go in and I can look at the sets that they have, mm -hmm. and I can see. What's Which is going. also great for parents because you're spending Lego kits are 20, 30, 40 bucks depending oh, yeah. on what you're looking mm -hmm. at. Well, and, and kids only play. For I it think for in now. general, I think in general, like I I like the idea of the the, the toy one. You know, because it's like, well, the kids are going to play it for, for a couple years. Um, 
we're getting in this this interesting thing where you don't own things. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to own things and amass things, you mm-hmm. know, and become, you know, it keeps people from becoming uh, pack rats for mm-hmm. one thing. Uh, something I battle with. Um, mm-hmm. I got my He-Man toys in the closet over there. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> I still have all my Star Wars stuff up in the attic. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we own. That's not bad, but um, it's still like. You don't need to keep everything. Well, you know? anything environmentally wise, this is a great idea. I love anything that's a share. Because that's right. Because how many of this stuff, how much, how much of this stuff, ends up in the trash? Mm-hmm. Like, don't go back to Goodwill. Don't go to the Toys for Tots, or you can't even t- take Toys for Tots actually. Um, and and th- like, how many Legos are in landfills right now after all these years? You know, you know, mom threw out all the comic books. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know th- those kinds of stories. And I, I think that's really great. I think it's a really great workaround for that kind of stuff. So play.com and playworld.com. Go check it out. That's awesome. So my, I just have one question. So if I go and get a play membership, oh, I guess you are getting like 200 and some pieces. Some of the some of the kits are bigger. I'm just thinking how easy is it to take? Because I remember having Legos, right? And you had like I had like four different kits and then you could kind of mix and match and you can mm-hmm. do all this extra right, right. stuff. If you're renting one kit at a time, how much can you really rebuild to then submit back to Playworld to try to get them to build or to, to offer your product? I, it, I think it, it's more what you have at home. What you have at yeah. home and then at, okay. And then maybe not necessarily incorporating the sets in, but right. more just the separate. Now I want to go get Legos. I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to detract. It's all right. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, and with that, uh, app of the week, Katie? Hi, it's me again. Yes. Um, I believe it's is stand up. Yes. Stand up. Sorry. Raidsquare.com slash stand up. Most of us have work around on our computer all day long and on our butts all day long. Mm-hmm. And I forget to get up and move. And I went through <laughs> a ton of apps the last couple of days trying to find something that reminded me to get up and move. And there's a lot of exercise. There's a lot of yoga stretching. There's a lot of different apps with a lot of different things built into it. I like stand-up. It's very basic. It's You set it um, from a certain time. Like if you, you can set it to, if you work 9 to 5, 8 to 6, whatever your schedule is, you can set this time range and it'll remind you every 25, whatever increment, 5 up to, I think like an hour and a half, 2 hours, whatever you'd like. Um, yeah, those 2 hours where it will tell you to stand up and uh, just says, it gives you either your own prepared message, like mine says, get your butt up. <laughs> Or <laughs> I love the wording on this. So, so there's a button. So it pops up. The screen I'm showing on here it says "time to stand up." And you have a button that says "okay, I'm up" uh, or "can't right now." And then it says "I'm at lunch or something." Don't mug, bug me for. And it has some minute intervals and in, in the rest of the day. Um, so, like they've, they've kind of thought about things a little bit. It's also GPS enabled. Oh, if you are, so you if can I'm set standing it, here, if you're outside of your office, it won't bother you. Okay. Like if you're out doing something else, um, it won't. It won't tell you to stand up. It won't bug you about it. It makes the sound, um, and it, like I said, it pops up in the, the menu. But it also, um, you can change the sounds. You could buy sounds. You could change the color. It's very. It's a very very simple, very clean app, which mm-hmm. I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted it to do was something to tell me. Just hey, why don't you go stand up for a second? Why don't you go for a walk around the office for a minute? But um, it, it's really. It's it's only. I think January came out. Mm-hmm. It's very new, but I, I like it. So stop. Uh, Get off your butt. It's in the iOS and uh, iOS right iOS now. Only. Just iOS yeah, right it's now. Free in the iOS store right now, but free in the iOS store. It's stand up, and the site is uh, raysquare.com/standup. Mm-hmm. If you want to check it out, I'm going to grab that right now. 
because this is something I I, I kind of struggle with. So I, I don't know. I've been messaging. I have the exercise ball. Yeah. And then I I actually put my loot crate boxes up and put my laptop on and on my desk, and that's a standing desk now. Unfortunately, I'm not always in my office. Uh, so so that's been kind of a kind of an issue too. So, but th- th- that's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely gonna be uh, trying that here, uh, coming up, guys. You like pizza, right? We all Who do. Doesn't? I love pizza. Unless you're lactose intolerant. I'm sorry. But I'm sure they got something for you yeah. there, too. They, they have gluten-free and such like that. Our friends at Slice on Broadway. You can check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com. Tell them the awesome cast sent you uh, because they are purveyors of wonderful pizza supporting podcasts in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and they're right here down the street, right on the tracks. If you're a commuter in the South Hills uh, and you're, you you see that that. That, uh, that that sign slice on Broadway before uh, the Broadway ends and you head on to the the, 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 the creepy streets of Dormont. <laughs> I don't know. You know who lives on creepy streets in Dormont? Patrick Dudas. <laughs> Pete Utters. And, and, and Chilla. <laughs> I do. And Chilla. And Doug, and Doug Durda. And Doug oh, Durda. man, there's Should all kinds of creepy people. Should I drink that dot com? Um, and, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Slice on Broadway. It's not in Dormont. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, check them out. They're there also on Main Street in Carnegie, PA. Great pizza uh, from scratch. The best stuff they can get their hands on to make it. They are uh, 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 they, they, they're just obsessed with good pizza and really cool and really great to talk to you on the phone. Uh, anytime I've called up every week here uh, for our, our, our pizza. So go f- support them. Uh, there was actually, I had some... Dutters, I did a bad thing. Oh no! I did, did a bad, do? bad thing. What did you do? I uh, I yik yacked. Yes. I've been participating in yik yik yak, and I'm, yes. I'm we're we're poking at this. Like we're trying to figure out what do you do with this, right? Mm-hmm. If you, especially if you're trying to promote something or something. So I just started talking about pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned slice on Broadway, and I got I gave somebody the hot tip to ask for the Gonzo pizza, and then somebody responded like that's the best one and everything. <laughs> and there was and there was somebody that there was somebody random that says meat is evil and and Jesus didn't eat meat or something um, like that. I, I really okay. I'm really gonna get my butt kicked for this one. Oh no. But you know that person. Why? <laughs> and it wasn't me. But that person also thought you were somebody else. <laughs> but we're just having fun with it, you know? Yeah, so, uh, so this is what's happening on Yik Yak. If you are friends with us, we will pick you out and we will attack your posts. Because <laughs> we are a secret army of Yik I think I, I think it's responded good for him, you know? <laughs> I actually used it to try to crowdsource. I was I was in an airport and I couldn't find a coffee shop. Yeah, so I was, it's perfect, right? So yeah, and actually I got a bunch of responses back. Like mm-hmm. go to this like concourse or go here, go there. Wow! Like so, so I actually used it to crowdsource and try to find information. And, and, and sometimes you don't want to be like, at. "Hey, I'm looking for such such in the city and look like looking like an idiot on mm-hmm. Twitter," you know. Yeah. So it's an anonymous. It's like. Seriously, guys, where's the sex toy shop? You know, or something like that. You'll get a legit answer, you know. Um, but this is not a slice on Broadway commercial anymore. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> we moved away from that. But uh, but no, people were talking about that, and I think uh, like, were you all of the responses? <laughs> no, I I was not any of the responses. Really? I heard about the responses, and this is just amazing because now neither person that was involved with that. Oh wow, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna but find it, all kinds of uses. But it was interesting because it's like, what do you do with that? You know, like I, I everybody talks about Chipotle. On yeah, there. there's a lot of talk of Chipotle, which makes me wonder if this planet or not, or if people are seriously just talking about Chipotle too. But 
if you're smart as a marketer, mm-hmm. and, and even you can just when you jump and peek in the place. I'm oh, sorry, we're completely going on. This is Yik Yak Cast now. Um, <laughs> when you jump and peek in at like Disney World or something, mm-hmm. can you respond to people mm-hmm. in Disney World? So you're blocked out from there. Yeah, and you can just look around. Yeah. So, and I noticed you. Had, you can look, you, but don't touch. You had an experience this week. Yeah, my my Yik Yak experience. Um, I, there was always the question of whether Yik Yak it is truly anonymous and it's truly just GPS based. And I have, oh my gosh, my Yak Karma is almost 700, which is nowhere near as good as a lot of my friends who hit thousands. Um, but I was at home and I picked up Yik Yak and it was like, you are too close to a school. You have to be 18 or over. And it blocked me from participating in Yik Yak at all. That's how it, yeah, I'm near an elementary school up there. So they thought oh. I was in. So not, you can't do it at home. Well, I had certain parts of the house. If I just oh. take a few steps back, okay. It's <laughs> oh, really weird. So, so the GPS is weird on phones. Like sometimes yeah. it'll bounce you, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit. Especially where you are up in the hill and mm-hmm. all those houses. I'm sure it does it all the time. Yeah, I want to be like, can you look at my yak karma? Really, I'm an adult. But um, yeah, I thought I was too close to the school, so I was underage, and it blocked me from. Well, it's also it. like you could be near a school using yak to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that's understandable, I think, and it really is mm-hmm. kind of aimed at college. College Yik Yak has followed like half of our accounts. Hmm. Like not not this like I, I'm sure they followed this one too, but mm-hmm. not ones that we have been talking about Yik Yak on, which is really interesting. <laughs> huh. Like, listen, no, we're over here talking about Yik Yak. Yeah, is yeah, there, yeah. It's it's weird. And I apologize. Is there an Android version of Yik Yak? Yes. Yes. So what would be interesting is on Android if you go into the about this device in settings, mm-hmm. and you go down. And you tap 10 times on the OS version. I think it's the OS version number on the, the number on Android. It unhides the developer menu. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the developer menus is allows you to actually change your GPS information on the device itself. So, so you could yik yak anywhere. It, well, I, I wonder if that would break it. Like, I, I wonder if it would just kind of stop working at that point. I don't know. Because I feel like it was like, I don't know where you're at. Uh, but no, it, it, what it is is it overrides the device's GPS and allows oh, you to so mimic it, the GPS of so anywhere. It, it wouldn't even Coordinates. see. It wouldn't even see at that point. It would No, it, it should see you're wherever you tell it you are. Huh. I'm going to try this at home. Mm-hmm. I don't have an Android We're going to hack the Ikea. Oh, I love this. this. I love this. So go into settings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you play with that. Well, let's talk about drones a little bit. Of course, there's a little bit of drone news, national security drone news uh, last week when they, a, a drunken government employee drove a drone into the White House lawn, um, which has raised a whole ton of questions about, uh, uh, about what they can do with it. Um, but this has been one solution. So some of the manufacturers are uh, have GPS in the drones, and uh, a few of them. I don't know why. What the heck? I click on this story, and I keep getting the stand-up app. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, there we, there we go. Um, but one of the drone makers is setting their their GPS so it doesn't work in the uh, downtown area of Washington D.C. Um, which is an interesting solution. <laughs> Those guys are still working on the Yak thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we found the allow mock locations, but I don't know how to actually then set the location. Probably because it's a Samsung. Three. Oh, we found that we found the debug menu. Yeah. Which, 
which I didn't realize that was, I thought that was a Samsung thing, and it's actually all Android devices now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. Go back to your drones. Go back to the drones. Anyways, the drones. So, so, the drones. so they're, 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 they're updating, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they're updating the firmware so uh, so that so that they they can't fly like the drone will basically just shut down if it's in you know near the White House or something like that. Um, Do you think that'll actually work? I think it's just going to get hacked and they're going to turn it <laughs> yeah, off. Exactly. To be honest, I, if, it, if somebody really wants to, or they'll just buy a drone that doesn't have this, right? Well, and, you, and like from what I've been hearing, and the more and more I hear about like Twit, different different shows on Twit, and different people talking about it, everyone is saying. Go buy a cheap drone. Right. So I'm guessing the, the, the cheap, cheap drone's drones not going to have, have this. It's not going to matter. Because, and then everybody's saying is, go buy a cheap drone so you can learn how to fly one and then build one yourself. Right. Because those, those that's the best way to, 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 understand, to understand everything. So who is actually going to get a drone that has one of these chips? I don't know. Or is it going to be like Thutters and it's going to say you it's going to say you can't fly this because you're too close to the White House and you're it's just because you're. <laughs> well, there goes that that apartment. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. It, it's you know, they have to do something, especially officially. There's a no fly zone over Washington, D.C., period. Right. Um, but how you is get that FAA? These, but uh, yeah, it's FAA. I believe that's FAA. So did you hear about the the. The guy that there was the no-fly FAA um, alert in Hawaii when Obama was there. And the guy was on the beach and went over to the cop and said, can I fly my drone here? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, why? And he said, well, the FAA has a, has a, everything under no-fly right now. And he's like, the FAA, it's not like they... They don't it's, have any jurisdiction, that's, really. That, that's right. Like, what was the, the we listened to the I same podcast? Yeah, and like it was like it was like yeah, they're not an enforceable entity. Yeah, which they're not. You know, uh, you take away a license or something, you can't fly your commercial aircraft, right? But, but you can't. You there's no there's no license. That's going to be the next thing. There's going to be a drone license or something. Right, right. Which but, uh, flying drones is a privilege, not a right. <laughs> It makes sense because, I mean, this is something. And that was one of the conversations I think, you know, again, let's listen to the same podcast. Uh, this thing can hurt somebody, you know, in a lot of cases. Out. <laughs> Book your eye out. <laughs> well, these are this heavy machinery, you know, and it's flying or falling from who knows what height or what speed. I mean, it, it is dangerous. Um, but I don't know. The FAA is really kind of sitting on their hands on this until they have to. So uh, we'll see whenever that happens, I guess. So. Hey, some good Pittsburgh news that didn't happen in Pittsburgh. Uh, do, are you guys familiar with Yenscam? I am not. And I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Um, it's okay. I, I've actually, this, this person's not new to me. Um, I've actually seen her speak at uh, Refresh Pittsburgh, who, by the way, are having a meeting with friend of the show, Josh Sager, uh, this Thursday. Go refreshpittsburgh.org.com, something like that. Um, and she also spoke about this at PodCamp as well several years ago. I think way back when we were still at AIP. Um, I do remember that, but I. I so 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 Yenscam started as it, it's an application that you can download, and it runs on the Wi-Fi in the arena. You know, started with the Penguins. That's why it's Yenscam, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you get like access to all the cameras and special information. You can pull up, you know, any of the cameras in the arena, and you have that information. So apparently, they were at the Super Bowl. Um, 
they I, I started seeing some pictures uh, uh, pop up on my stream about this and started following it a little bit uh, some of the responses and and uh, they were definitely representing at, at Super Bowl 49 over this weekend uh, oh geez I'm gonna butcher this I'm so sorry Priya Narasimhan uh, of Yinscam uh, she Wonderful lady. I've seen her talk to, talk to her a couple times. Uh, I have no idea. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name. Uh, but no, they were. Uh, it was really cool. I guess ever, there was like pictures and everything of the flyers. And here's a little bit of uh, what I presume is the interface that they're sharing on Twitter on how it looks. It had uh, you know your uh, information. You had your different cameras. Um, you, you see a, a, a picker screen over here for the 50-yard line, the north end zone. Uh, the south end zone, the sky cam, and these are all like pictures uh, live from it. They were they're pulling up. I guess they were getting Super Bowl commercials, like in the stadium off of this. So like mm. you weren't out on that experience of watching at home in that case. So uh, really cool to see Pittsburgh really representing. Um, again, Yin's cam was at Pittsburgh. It was it was at the Super Bowl, even if the Steelers were not. You know, <laughs> I mean that's you know that that that's awesome that we're still representing. So is your, does the stadium or the the stadium has to subscribe to be allowed to then have the feed. Right. right. Okay. Uh, because like, I, I know when they were talking like several teams in NHL, NBA, NFL now, um, I think maybe some MLB uh, now have this. And this is something where okay. I, I think like they have to, they have to install something there. I'm sure some kind of server to mm -hmm. interface with all the cameras, with everything else in, in there, make sure the Wi-Fi is up to snuff for everything uh, uh, to get all this to work. I mean, you're streaming video to how many thousands of people that actually download and use this thing at, at a time. Um, but you know, for the super like, you know, we're talking like, I mean, one of the things they were pitching when they first talked about this was, okay, it's uh, between periods. You got 20 minutes to kill. Mm -hmm. You can go through and check out some of the replays. You know, it's a really cool way to to kind of get people more immersed in the game when they're sitting in the seat, as opposed to like again that presentation we're used to uh, on television. You know, and another reason to use that phone, and hey, another reason to serve ads to your phone. To be honest, you know, in the end, I mean, I'm seeing Verizon all over this thing from the screenshots that we're seeing here on their Twitter account. Um, so it's at Yin's Can on Twitter if you want to check out more about it there. What would be great uh, is instance. if you could subscribe to Yin's Cam Unlimited, and for all the cord cutters out there, get it at home. They can get any any stadium enabled Yin's Cam location. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd, I'd pay for that to watch Penn's games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But I think for the most part, it's a play of is is an in stadium play. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a a in stadium play from from what I'm seeing. But um, but no, really cool technology it started right here, and now it's everywhere. Like, I think they had, like, some soccer stadiums even, too, that they were working with. So, awesome. Uh, Google Now pulls data from your favorite apps. This makes me nervous. It makes you nervous? <laughs> They're opening the floodgates? Because Google already knows about you and has been telling you how much they know about you with, the, with uh, Google Now. Are you, are you worried they're going to they're gonna share your Pandora playlist with me? No, what... How are they actually... So, you do you approve them to have the access to the content it's one of those line items when you install a thing that you always yeah, ignore and see <laughs> that's where like i'm sorry like i'm glad that this that my twitter app can't talk to facebook mm -hmm. and my facebook can't talk to twitter because there may be things i don't want facebook to post or to see on twitter and vice versa i mean if i wanted them to have access to it if i can 
grant them access mm-hmm. one at a time. But I don't know if I want Google now having access to my entire... Well, I don't know if I want Google, period, having access to everything I do. Well, is it is it... So is it... Is it really like calling up to the server when it sends this information or, you know, like your stuff in Google now does, or is it simply just drawing that information on your phone from, I don't know, what were some of the samples that gave here for applications? Airbnb, Lyft, Airbnb, Lyft, and like Pandora. that. eBay, like, Walgreens, Ford, Waze. <laughs> I mean, there's some major Zillow, Hootsuite. Yeah. So pretty much every aspect of your life. <laughs> and every app you use basically mm-hmm. i understand them scanning my email and saying you know your package arrived or you have a flight next amount of time and it's going to take you this long to get there i understand that because they are google and they house your mail i don't like the fact that they're now going to aggregate so so let's just say this so let's say i use and, and this is this is where I think they're going. Let's say I use my Gmail account only for my Google services. And all my other services are under some other email account. They're now, and because all the notifications would normally go to that email account, they're now, they're now privileged to scrape all that extra data. So you're, you're, the concept of it, if you wanted to segregate off so Google couldn't read that, guess what? Now they can. That's yeah. where. Yeah, that's you just, where you just open that up. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. And I gotta think like like I think these apps are also like the people the, the companies behind these apps are also concerned with that too. Where's the wall garden on that? Mm-hmm. You know, are they saying um, what was the one thing? There was an argument a few few week, few years ago where newspapers and magazines wanted the subscriber list from apple subscriptions and they weren't given it to them so what is the information sharing agreement here right mm-hmm. what you know because i can't imagine some of these like especially ones like a uh, trip and the hotel ones and, and some of these uh, orbits you know there's already trouble about uh, Google grazing some of the public information there, right? And and do they really want to give up that customer information for Google to use for their purposes as well? well and do you want ads for every playlist that you have in Pandora? Like, do you want ads served up to you in Chrome based on your Pandora playlist on your mobile device? Well, don't we already do that? I mean, isn't, isn't that with, like, how many other services that, that cross talk and how many of those are based on um, do what do I get ads from when I'm using i when I see an i ad in on my phone, you know what user information is going into that from other other services other apps do they get to see the other apps I use and be able to kind of direct I don't know that? if they get a lot of that insight mm-hmm. but here okay so let's say this then do you want do you want Chrome um, do you use Chrome all the time for everything for the most I part, use, yeah. okay see I don't use Chrome for that reason. So to me, I feel like it's I'm going to get ads now based on what I purposely went into another browser to browse because I didn't want ads over here. You just got drawn into the informational quagmire you didn't want. into. yes, like like I I enjoy the opt in mentality. Don't. That's the interesting one. The Walgreens one. So, yeah, because then you're running into HIPAA. 
potential yes. HIPAA issues. Yes. And Intuit, like the Mint, isn't that a that's fine, I'm personal fine? That's where I'm wondering. So I'm wondering, you know, hey, your prescription's ready. Okay. Um, yeah, you're getting Gmail. You're getting Google updates. <laughs> hey, but then again, I, I mean, I'm set up on auto refills on mine with Rite Aid, and I get a call and an email. Actually, my wife gets the call because her number's on the account <laughs> for some reason. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still, she's like, hey, your prescriptions, and they just call me. It's like, why am I not getting this? You know? <laughs> so, so Mint does your credit score. Right. Which usually when, like when I get credit, because I get a monthly credit score report. But they also, but really, it's a lot. What is the difference? What is the difference between that? And does, Mint gives me a bunch of information in email form in my Gmail that they have access See, to. See, my, my stuff does not give me, my stuff says your credit score is ready. Click here to log in. Okay. Like that's where I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm paranoid and Skynet. They're going to know groceries real, I'm getting. And I got to know how I'm eating. Then they're going to say, hey, Walgreens, maybe we should suggest some stuff for her. <laughs> so I guess it gets to the point where if you wanted to do something privately, how do you do it now? If you don't, in here. Well, you let, don't let, use Google, one thing. It's kind of my thing. It's like, I, I want to be private. Why are you using Google in a free thing? You should pay for something that well, at least promises and gives the air of privacy let's i mean let's be honest what is actually right, was not actually hackable pro- these right. days but to me it's just way too it, it starts it starts going down that like if i really want to be safe from things i need to throw my phone away and hide my money under my mattress right. you know i mean that's like do you want to be part of this world or don't you and and <laughs> not my bitcoins it's your bitcoins but no I, I there, there has to be some kind of wall there and, and we'll probably learn about that and considering how many partners they have they can't be just giving up all this information but i know my family is <laughs> what do you mean family tree look at the locator <laughs> look at the degrees microsoft went to with cortana and the localization of information on the device and it right. doesn't it well google doesn't worry about that right and that's another reason for you chilla to pick cortana and a microsoft phone over a google phone in your iphone well i would rather have my iphone than Mm -hmm. i I would probably i'm i'm not gonna lie i mean yes i have an android device and yes it has stuff that i use for work to test Mm -hmm. but it's not my daily driver and that's quasi one of their reasons Mm -hmm. tell me you know hey here's another local story um, and I think you, one of you guys put this in here. Uber and CMU announced a strategic partnership advanced technology center. Yeah. Um, trying to fight Google. I heard about this. <laughs> Uber's, Uber's like, I'll show up on your home turf and take your CMU people. Well, here's the end thing. Uh, well, okay, first, explain explain what they're doing here. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> you, just, or you just walked away from it. I just put, I just put the thing down. Um, well, basically, they're, they're, they're partnering to do automated cars. Yes. Right? It's all self-driving vehicles. Who's going to get there first? Yeah. And who's going to, that's it, pretty much good. And and they're just trying to compete with Google, which is just interesting that Uber has made this much money. You know what makes it even more interesting? Mm-hmm. Uber was financed by Google. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And now they're competing with each other on, on automated cars, com- potentially here in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. Um, 
we're just gonna cut out someone it was interesting someone brought up um this the self-driving vehicles how great of a city pittsburgh would be for testing because of the hills and the roads and <laughs> everybody's gonna die i don't know <laughs> yeah. no, this is not where you start for testing yeah, it was is, all sarcasm we should buddy. be the last ones they they, they put it because like if it's I thought gonna... that's why they picked nevada because there was a bunch of desert right right <laughs> you're not going mm-hmm. to like Jeez, that's okay. How many maps say this road connects over here? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, it does not connect over here. And in my automated car is going to tell me I can just go across mm. that chasm? No, because mm-hmm. I'm on a dead end road. Like the, the road I'm on, if you look up, my address is probably Pulasco Avenue in Beachview. Um, like you follow the road, and then sometimes it steps. And then sometimes it keeps going, and then it stops, and then it keeps going after like another road that's like below down the hill, mm-hmm. you know, and then like it's a dead end at several points along quote the road. And I'm worried an automated car is not going to realize that. I mean, how many times in this city a street is really just steps? Like your neighborhood, especially mm-hmm. Mount Washington. Yes. I I had a friend that lived uh not uh off of Warrington a bit there, like towards your direction. Oh, yeah. And it was so confusing cuz you just see a street sign no reason for the street sign there's no cross street nothing there's just a street sign and you're like what is this and there's apparently steps over there or there used to be or something like that or a walkway that had a name you know um yeah i don't want automated cars to be here yet yeah, so this is <laughs> a bad application for that mm-hmm. no 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 i mean it'd be no it'd be great to you know see what goes wrong you know but no no, no. you, you got to be a nice flat something without the difficulties that we have around here for for certain but cmu getting involved that's awesome that's well awesome. it was funny because someone i i usually don't read the comments on these kind of articles because we all know about reading the comment comments but oh, someone yeah. brought up the point they're like i expect ads during the ride to reduce the cost and a netflix life like monthly fee <laughs> for the rides yeah <laughs> yeah it could be it could be yeah um, i was like yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting way I want to see good things. I, I know some friends who use Uber and Lyft. I actually know, uh, oh, I forget what service he's on. Somebody that I work with is now a driver for one of the services. Mm. And he says, pretty fantastic. Oh, he got dinged because he didn't have the holder for his phone yet. Because, uh, you know, you can rate people on there. So, um, hey, we actually have, I want to see if I get these right. We actually have a submission for an awesome thing of the week from Alex Cars in the chat room. Our friend, speaking of California, I'm sure he's run into been running to buy a smart car or two um <laughs> but uh he has some audio applications for the ipad and the iphone first of all uh and here's what he's saying in the chat pull this up here uh but uh here's the first one oxy a-u-x-y dot c-o and just the oxy is the um is the uh the app you can look up on the ipad his awesome things of the week are oxy and keezy um Music making simplified, for instance. Um, and I like this. I haven't really looked into this for a while, um, but yeah, it's it's a really quick uh, kind of uh, touch interface music making uh, software. Um, this is the iPad one. Is the Oxy? It looks like uh, looks really cool. Uh, and the Keezy one, K E E Z Y dot C O. If you want to check that out, they have a couple. They got they got Keezy and they got Drummer. Uh, play with music and make beats in second is the other one, and now I'm downloading it from the App Store. Um, so, so check those out real quick um, from Alex Cars in the chat room. By the way, we also he's been enjoying enjoying uh, Yik Yak and uh, Cal U <laughs> students entertain him. I couldn't I couldn't imagine what Cal U would be like down there. Man. 
Anyways, uh, anything else we want to touch on before we get out of here? The, the last entry. So this this is something that kind of resonated with me after talking to different family members over the holidays and different people saying, you know, my wireless isn't that great over. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, isn't this gr isn't that great in this section of the house or I know I have a problem. And I've also getting... I've also myself had to set up like an extender for a client yeah. uh, for their big house. So this product's called the I think it's called the Eero, I guess is the E E R O. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much a device that combines the function of a router, a range extender and, and a repeater all into a single device and if if you merely have two devices on the same network they automatically figure out which one should be doing what, and then they kind of become that. So this is the explanation I got on this today from from one of my new shows. Was you get the you get you get this thing you, you set it up you you connect it to your router or whatever right and mm -hmm. you actually walk around with an iPhone app that measures your reception. Okay. And helps you pick where to put the second where one, the second where to one. put the third one, or something like that. That's kind of nice. That's really nice. It starts nice. at one hundred thirty dollars for one of them, but I can't see much use in using just one. Um, and but you can get a three pack for three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So you save save a couple bucks. Which there. I mean, I'm always I'm always touting Apple because their devices are so easy to configure and so easy to use. Well, go get three AirPorts and try to try to try to do what this company's doing mm -hmm. like there's all kinds of extra settings that you need to know about on the air on the apple airport to actually because what i did was is i wanted the second device to repeat wi-fi but i wanted it to grab it from the wired port off of another airport and then i have another airport even further away that i want to wirelessly repeat the signal so uh, and, and that's, that's thing, not like, an easy none of these tasks are easy apple devices are are always really good is like i can do a b and good luck with c right you know um and that's yeah that's, and wi-fi is trouble enough to begin with um i'm looking at myself at, at trying to get something uh get a wire sent in here you know it's just i have too many things on wi-fis you know and and, and I, I think the problem is i just need to split those on different like let's put the tv so then stuff you need over the five here. gigahertz and you need the 2.4 gigahertz I guess I do, don't I? Because they, they need to not interfere now. So that's what that I was, started That was an do. interesting conversation today on Cord Killers was, um, well, the Cord Killers, thanks for uh, uh, soon having our friend of uh, Rambling Movie Minute on in a future episode. Oh, really? Yeah, we got, got started talking with them on Twitter this week. Um, Malengo, or Malongo, as they've been calling him <laughs> since they before they watched our show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, they were they're kind of saying, like, they thought they had like because you know those guys have like well i have this i have a chromecast i have a stick i have the playstation i have this and realizing how much that was interfering and canceling each other out and they were having problems mm -hmm. i'm wondering if that's some of my problem too because i got well the xbox is off most of the time but i got the chromecast and i got the fire tv stick they're like you know right next to each other eh, kind of close enough the ones on the side well the other thing though is that obviously in that spectrum you only have so much stuff that can pass through it at a single given point right in time. and i think that's and then i'm that's sitting there trying to do upload a youtube video four youtube right. videos at a time on my laptop it's like ah you, we gotta do something about this so what i started doing was anything that i wanted to be like the highest priority 
I put on the five gigahertz network. Mm-hmm. So like not even all my devices are on the five gigahertz network. Only a subset of them are. And then the remaining devices and Carla's devices are on. I haven't even looked at that gigahertz. gigahertz. I just have router down here. I have a router right here behind this computer. Like that's for here in the studio. And it's a backup one too. You mm-hmm. know, if I was like, oh, let's see, this is less important. Let's put it on here. Like the Wii won't work on my Verizon router. Hmm. It has to work on here. It's really slow when I try to do uh, the Roku. Uh, that, that Brian gave me. Mm-hmm. It was a generation one one. It will not work on my Verizon router. Didn't for the longest time. I didn't use it. Started working on this one, but I have it up in the <laughs> office on the second floor, so it's not going to work too well, you mm-hmm. know? Um, thankfully, I have stacks of iPads, apparently. Uh, but it's uh, but no, I think this device, this is, this is in pre-order right now if you want to check it out. Um, and it's the E-E-R-O-S, Eros. Uh, do they have a site for this guy? They do because pre-orders are open. Where did that tab go? Um, Everybody's talked about it, but they don't talk about where to get it. E-E-R-O.com. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. I guess. So uh, go check that. I think that's a really cool solution for something like this. Um, If it works as advertised and it's that easy to to kind of set up, cool. You know, more great. That's the the big thing for me. Because that's the other thing is, is like people ask you about range extender. And it's, well, what's going to be the easiest setup for you? So the first question is, what kind of wireless router do you have now? That's what I was wondering. Because I'm like, because I was like, my first question is like, listen, I found these ones, but I don't know what you have. I can't, like, and and well, again, I think they have the Verizon Action Tech, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, I don't want to buy one of these or tell you to buy one of these or have you go to Best Buy and buy one. And for some reason, it's not compatible. And, uh, I mean, as it was, I, mean, I had a heck of a time. I ended up having to plug the, the thing in instead of doing the Wi-Fi repeating uh, in the long run. But I don't know. I want to touch on this one because I don't – I'm hoping you guys can explain it to me because I heard it and I, it, it didn't catch it. So Twitter is going to do third-party promoted yes. tweets through Flipboard. Is that right? Yes. It's, this is the first time they're venturing into third parties. So this is kind of open the floodgates because I think a lot of people who do a lot of third party uh, Twitter instead of using the native because they don't want the promoted tweets. And now these promoted tweets will be everywhere. Okay. So you can't ex- it's essentially something for so, the advertisers. See, no, no, no. I've already been getting this because oddly the thing I pay for mm-hmm. Hootsuite has had promoted tweets before even Twitter did. So this is their well, just ex- Twitter wasn't making money off of those yeah. third party. Tweets. No, actually, actually, I think. Th- I know, no, actually, I think it was who's, I think it was like a, like they were like a pilot kind of for promoted tweets, Mm -hmm. which was really weird. Um, So now I can't get away from it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Not that I, I mean, I use mostly, I use TweetDeck and and Hootsuite and that's it anyway. So I'm used to it by now. Mm -hmm. But, um, but now Flipboard, you can't get away from it now Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I always like Flipboard. I I got away from it because I just thought, um, uh, what is it? Jeez, I can't remember the one I use. It's right here. Uh, that replacement when Reader shut down, Feedly. Uh, I really mm-hmm. think Feedly kind of it's not as elegant on an iPad, mm-hmm. but it mostly works as in it organizes things. Um, I feel like I feel like Flipboard. I I, I feel like we got into early, right? Because we were trying to play around with it for the show too, and right. I, I feel like. They're like, now, oh, you can make your own magazine. Oh, now, but it really doesn't work doing all that doing good well. as in it comes on. Don't they come on like Samsung devices or something? Come, yeah. well, and that's where I think over time they've gotten, they released things to the public way too early that didn't work properly. Right. 
but now I think they've had enough time to kind of let that let those fully bake mm-hmm. and everything's working well for them. If you were just the Flipboard user that wanted it, wanted you wanted it to curate for you based on a, a handful of of sources, I think it was good. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to try to bend it to do your bidding for everything, I don't think it was, like I said, fully baked at the time. And I think it's come a long, long, long way. And I'm actually going to give it a second chance because might be the time for it. Yeah, because it it wasn't it wasn't ready for prime time for all the stuff they were touting a year ago or a year and a half ago. Hey, look, arrow it's on my uh, cover sword. Mm. <laughs> Flip is <laughs> Flipboard is listening to us. <laughs> you know what it is? Is the Google Now is listening to us <laughs> and they shipped off your information oh. to Flipboard. Yep, there it is. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, hey, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I have noticed, uh, you know, there's a WordPress meetup group that meets at, uh, at Eden Park, I think over at Waterworks. Hmm. Um, you can check that out. Look up the, uh, here, I'll, I'll pull up the information, but if you're interested in that Thursday night this week, WordPress backups and security, Pittsburgh WordPress developers and designers. And then if I didn't have something else I wanted to attend, I, I kind of want to drop in. You'll see what, what these WordPress guys are doing, you know. Uh, but uh, go check them out there. If you look up PittsburghBeatup.com, uh, uh, you, you can find that um, group. Uh, it might be good for you. Uh, the, the, the Refresh Pittsburgh, um, I mentioned that before, at Refresh Pit on Twitter. Uh, they had a presentation uh, where our friend Josh Sager is actually, oh, there's my notes, uh, is actually, uh, 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 he's going, he, I, 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 I listened to, well, he's always a great guy to, to talk to about design and everything like that. The thing, I saw him teach when, when I was training at PTI uh, for my adjunct stuff over there. And the dude is like the best design teacher, I, I, I think, out there. Um, but uh, he's going to be doing one on project management. Um, and there's a, another speaker. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they were really good, too. But they, they actually got delayed until this Thursday. So check that out. Refresh Pittsburgh. Um, I think it's .com, .org. Um, and also, Chilla. What's that? Where are we going on Thursday? Where are we going? Oh, oh, I forgot to put that in there. Well, I don't think it's a public event. So um, but so we could be like, look what we're doing. So we're going to this event. <laughs> there you go. We're way cooler Car- than the rest of Car- you guys. Carnegie Mellon's ETC, Entertainment Technology Center, uh, down there in Technology Park. Uh, uh, they're going to have somebody from Indiegogo talking about crowdfunding. And actually, the uh, one of the founders of Indiegogo was on Triangulation Monday. Mm. Just listen to that today. Really good. Uh, talk, really good talk about uh, crowdfunding, financial dealing, like reinventing the financial market and investing in everything uh, from you know bottom up instead of top down. And uh, also, I might be confusing that. Oh, that remembers the other thing. But um, um, but we're checking out, and uh, we're we're going to be down there for that. I think that's in uh, conjunction with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. <laughs> Somehow, we were allowed to sign up through our signups or something am i a secret member or something i don't know uh but we're going to show up and see if they, they turn us away uh but no it would be really cool check that out learn more about crowdfunding i have a failed crowdfunding thing that i did uh i'd love to learn how to fix that for next time um and, and for, actually from what i heard from there like on the triangulation like uh i'm kind of more interested in what their platform might do for people that don't already have an audience than what kickstarter does since sound really intriguing and i hope to learn more there on thursday um what was the other thing i was gonna say oh the hardware store did not make it with all the um snow and stuff last week but they still had their event let's start an incubator and if you go to the hardware store work hard bgh pgh is their twitter you can start there go get to their youtube page and uh they have the entire presentation from that 
uh, once again, financial and business stuff that I don't understand, but it sounds really exciting. Um, but I listened to that yesterday. Um, really cool that they're letting that video up there. Um, and it looked like the, that place was full. So <laughs> so they're getting a lot of people up there. Again, doing some really cool stuff up in Allentown. Um, Samsung is going to announce something on March 1st. They're claiming there's a there's a there's a pretty looking picture on there. So we have the World Mobile Congress coming up towards the end of the month. Um, Samsung, they're the picture on on the announcement invite looks much like the edge of the edge. <laughs> if you're familiar with the the Galaxy Note Edge or the Galaxy Edge, where it has like the touch panel along the side, okay, that like curved that screen cur- thing going on, yeah, on the one side. That's kind of how they're. That's the line across the the poster. So I'm awesome. sure we'll be. I'm I'm guessing it's going to be the next Galaxy S6. Yeah, S6. So Katie may need to get a new phone soon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll rotate it. Oh, it'll be on the iPhone 7, I'm sure. Um, other things going on around the network. I had the fortune to talk about trolling and the internet and bullying and kind of how to deal with that uh, with our friends over at Seclair. You can check that out at seclair.com or look up the educational grand rounds on Twitter. Um, I think it was like, uh, the title was how to, how to deal with trolling. Um, also, it's on the Sorgatron Media Master Feed to subscribe to that on YouTube, uh, so iTunes or Stitcher. Um, also, uh, this week, uh, like I said, I, I pitched, or I, I launched today the tech what I call it, tech sec, um, which I'm, I'm kind of doing in the morning here, uh, something different um, to kind of, I don't know, just to do something, you know, for a, a daily-ish kind of thing. I'm kind of deciding what to do, put that on the feed. But for right now, you can get that on YouTube on our and awesome cast is the uh, username on there. Uh, so go subscribe to that and you'll get all of those. Also on the Sorgatron Media Master Feed as well. Uh, over at Sorgatron.com, I, well, that's not the right one. Where did I put it? There it is. Um, the Good Morning Podcast continues. Uh, I talked about workshopping some video today, uh, as well as I have a SpongeBob movie review, if you're interested in that. Uh, talked about some other video production we did over the last week. You know, as I do, you know, talking about my uh, my recent uh, re-setting up of the uh, uh, Sighthound mm-hmm. security camera, do-it-yourself kind of thing. Um, I think I actually got a little bit of feedback on that. Was that you? Was that somebody else? I think somebody else set me up mm-hmm. um, about a camera they're using, so... Um, so go check it out. That's at Sorgatron.com. Chilla. I'm at Chilla on the Twitters. I'm, I don't even know what I'm. That's me. <laughs> we're not here. I'm on, <laughs> we're, we're not up there. We're down no, here. here. I'm sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. I'm so sorry. AJ, the rest of you. And Dutters, you're at K Dutters on the Twitters. Yes. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> right um you can join us we're here every tuesday about 6 7 p.m we're getting started at live.awesomecast.net you can please subscribe to us on your podcast providers and youtube all the links are at awesomecast.net follow us on awesomecast on the twitters ooh, ooh, that, right, right there uh, right there there, there. Man, terrible. there it is there you go there, there you go, go. Awesomecast, can you see it better <laughs> awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com <laughs> if you want to email us your awesome things of the week twitter facebook google plus look up awesomecast a big thanks to mike allen mike allen pr on the Twitters for helping with show notes and tweets all night long. I know we got some Lego fanatics jumped in the chat room there. That was nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so with that, thank you to our awesome chat room. Of course, Alex Cars, Hot Wheels contributing, everybody else hanging out on there. You're our awesome audience. 
have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. You like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle.